The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this edition of the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday morning. We greatly appreciate you taking time to be with us, and we hope we can be a help, hope we can be an encouragement to you uh, throughout this week. We are in the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3, and uh, we're going to start in verse 13. We'll pick up some context a little before it as well, but today, at least today and tomorrow, um, we're going to talk about the topic in the, from this passage on suffering, on the reality of suffering today, tomorrow more the response to suffering. And, um, and, and that's one of the things I think, if, well, if you study the book of First Peter, it's the entire, one of the entire premises. Peter is speaking to this church that is under persecution. Um, they have scattered as a result of persecution. Uh, James was the same thing. He says the 12 tribes scattered abroad. So we see that these men are writing to this church, encouraging these churches uh, in the midst of extreme turmoil. And please understand, while we have gone through some battles and some struggles of our own here in America, nothing that would match the extent of what they heard, they heard here. I mean, we're, we're, in America, at least, we're not watching people being imprisoned and killed for their belief. Now, I don't want to downplay our struggles, as we'll talk about here in a moment. I just want you to understand that sometimes we read the scripture, we might say something like, well, if, if you lived in our day, well, we have it a whole lot better and a whole lot easier. So I hope we understand that we look at this. The, the verses we'll look at over the next couple of days are very relevant to those who say, I just feel like I'm being overwhelmed. I feel like things are complicated. I feel like things aren't fair. I feel like maybe I am struggling simply as a result that I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And please understand, there's nowhere in Scripture where God told us that life would be easier as a result of our belief in Christ. As a matter of fact, it's often the opposite of that. Jesus said if they hated him, which they did, they will hate us. So it's not abnormal for the world to have a negative, uh, poor view of Christians. Now, I think we can be careful, as we'll talk about in the next couple, well, mostly tomorrow we'll talk about results to suffering. I think we need to be careful because I think sometimes our response to the suffering can only validate people's negative view. But today I want us to look at the reality of it. So let's go down. I'm going to go to verse 12. We finished there yesterday, and I do apologize. Yesterday, apparently, I, I filmed, recorded the session early in the morning and never scheduled it to stream, and so it didn't go live yesterday, and I apologize for that. It is up on Facebook and our YouTube channel in audio. If you want to go listen to it, it's up there, and I apologize that we missed the stream, the live stream part of it. So, but we did finish in verse 12 where it says this, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So we do see where God stands in this. God stands in love and protection for those who do right, and he stands against those who do wrong. And this could be the unsaved coming at you. It could be other Christians coming at you that are struggling and causing division. Verse uh, number 13 is, And who is he, because of what we read in verse 12, who is he that will harm you? If ye be followers of that which is good. Then he says in verse 14, But, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. So he starts off with the idea, first of all, who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? If you are following, now please understand, he's not saying who is he that won't oppress you or cause grief. He's saying who will harm you. 
Uh, the fact is this, because God is with those who are doing right and against those doing wrong, the simple question is, if you're going the right direction, if you're doing right, who is, who could we, who is out there that could actually bring harm to you? The simple answer is nobody. We know that God is in control and God will only allow into your life that which he's equipped you for. Now, I've heard the comment said many times, God will only give you what you can handle. I actually don't believe that comment. Uh, I believe God will always give you more than you can handle because he wants to give you the grace to handle it. He told Paul, you know, Paul had the thorn in the flesh and he says, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's what God told Paul. So God is not going to put us in a situation to where we ourselves have the ability to overcome the circumstance because then we would be self-sufficient. We wouldn't need God. God will place us in circumstances where we absolutely need God. So for the majority of what you will do as a Christian, you will be placed in circumstances that are too hard for you. Now, he will equip you for those circumstances before you get there. He will give you the gifts. He will give you the strength. He will give you the ability to be able to handle the things coming your way before they get there. But he will allow you into circumstances that you and yourself cannot handle. So the key is if you're not in the word of God, if you're not in prayer, if you're not surrounded by other people in church, you're not, in, you're not what God intended. God gave us some basics. And he intended us for us to have to grow in our Christian life. He gave us his word. He gave us prayer. He gave us um, encouragement through the local church. We come and get engaged. He gave us these things. This was his plan. And when we choose not to embrace those things, then we might often find ourselves a bit overwhelmed in life because we're, we're missing out on some of the other things that God has given us to strengthen us to prepare ourselves for the events that are coming, for whatever it is comes our way. Then he says, if ye suffer... For righteousness sake which we you likely you may not all but likely you will happy are ye just wait a minute how in the world can you be happy and be not afraid of their terror neither be troubled because what in the world how in the world can you say that if i suffer for righteousness sake happy are ye now uh, at this point he, he looks in the aspect doesn't necessarily give a whole lot of detail in this verse as to say why well if we're going to suffer for righteousness sake, we're to be happy. And the simple reason is this, God has found us worthy to be able to endure it. God is going to use us to be a testimony to the lost world. God's going to use us to be a testimony to other Christians who might be battling. God finds us worthy of the training. God finds us worthy of the, of the grace needed to be able to go through the next level. God allows us through his strength and through his sovereignty into circumstances that are there to train us and to teach us. He tells us in the book of James, he says, the trying of your faith works or literally develops patience. The working and trying of your faith will develop patience. And then patience has a perfect work that you can be mature. So he's simply talking about the idea that the more your faith is tried and tested, it develops patience, which ultimately develops maturity. That's really what we want, isn't it? Don't we want to grow maturity? Don't we want to be closer? Don't we want to be more like Christ? Don't we want to be able to see the world through a different perspective, which means we're going to have to go through the battles and the trials of life so that we can see God. So why is it that we can get through these trials and we can find ourselves stronger? Well, because in the midst of those trials, you get to see God in a way you didn't outside of trials. If life didn't come with its battles, if life didn't come with its trials, then you would never have to see the inter intercession of Jesus. You know, if you didn't see this, the mountain in front of you, then you'd never have to experience the mountain moving faith. If you didn't see the struggles and the anxiety that would come with some of the 
the things in your life, then you wouldn't understand the passage where Paul says in Philippians, be anxious for nothing or be careful for nothing. If we weren't in situations that put us in kind of to the end of ourselves, then we would never have to need God to get us beyond the end of ourselves and work in faith. We never walk in faith. And that's what we need to learn. We need to learn to walk in faith. We need to learn to walk and realize that what we see is not always the end. It's not always easy to get by it, but it's not always the end. So we walk in faith because we know God's got a plan. He's got something better. So we have to in the best of our ability, walk in faith, even in the midst of suffering. Now, maybe you're struggling because at work or in life or things of nature, things have happened, things have been said, limitations, whatever, as a result of you being a Christian. And I hope that's not true, but it's likely. I know we do not live in a place, our country is not against it. I've known several people in my own life that have had limitations in their life simply by standing firm to their beliefs. Now, you can sue and you can fuss and you can do a lot of other things and circumstances are different for everybody. But I would say this, I would say that it's not abnormal to know those things. Let God step in, give you wisdom. Let God know exactly what the next step is for you. He'll give you direction. He'll give you guidance. Stand strong, hold on to him. Uh, He's got a plan. And I understand that right now it doesn't seem like he has a plan. Sometimes it doesn't seem like he's ever going to. And you say, well, I know this person's battle only lasted two years. I've been at it three or four. I, I, I understand. I feel where you're coming from. And so what you have to realize is that God's narrative for your life is very different than someone else's. And his ultimate plan is not fulfilled yet. So just let him keep doing what he's doing and wait and see what he does and how he fulfills his perfect plan for you in your life. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning and giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. I do hope it's a help. hope it's an encouragement. If it is, uh, would you mind sharing this uh, on social media, uh, sharing the video post, or giving us a review on iTunes and things of that nature? Those are truly helpful to us and encouraging. And so we do appreciate just the opportunity to be part of your day. hope it's a help. hope it's an encouragement. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow.